What's up, everybody? It's the week of April 22nd. My name is Jeffrey Way. Welcome back to the Lyricast Snippet. Uh, today, I have four disconnected things that have been on my mind for uh, various reasons for the last couple of weeks or so. I thought we'd talk about it. And those four things are, again, completely unrelated to each other. Uh, those four things are children and values. Next, uh, quote unquote, simple PHP. Next, developers and back pain. And then finally, uh, a new little component I'm working on for Laracus. Okay, let's get started with children and values. So it's an odd thing to be, uh, as in my case, and maybe yours, uh, a new parent where suddenly it is your job to define and pass on what values you want your children to have. It's a weird responsibility. I mean, of course, you have the, the, the uh, basic set of values that just about everyone gets, like kindness or empathy or forgiveness, you know, the, uh, the bread and butter uh, values you, you automatically pass on. But then beyond that, you sort of get to define and think about like, what are things that are important to me that I want to uh, pass on to my children, whether it's something like hard work or charity or, or, or things of that nature. Uh, and, and one thing I've noticed in the last uh, several months is I keep returning to this idea of honoring your agreement with somebody. Uh, it, it originally started about five months ago. I don't know. My daughter wanted to go to the playground or something. Uh, I can't quite remember. But I said something along the lines of, okay, well, if you put your Lego back in the bag, then I will take you to the playground. Deal? And uh, she responded by shaking my hand, and she said, deal. Deal. Which is, uh, even as I think about it, it's like the cutest thing in the world to me. It's not cute to anyone else, but as, uh, as being a parent, looking at your kid, shaking your hand, saying, deal, with their, with their high-pitched voice, it's just the cutest thing I've ever seen. Uh, and it, the funniest part is she, of course, maybe back then, didn't know what that meant to shake hands and say deal. She just knew, okay, I want to do this, and then we do this thing where we shake hands and I say deal, but I don't know what that means. It's just something I do. But yeah, in the last several months, I keep kind of returning into it, not on purpose. It just keeps coming back into play, this idea of coming to an agreement, and then it's uh, incumbent on both of you to to honor that agreement, to honor that deal, and how important that is. I keep returning to it, especially when she makes a deal and she doesn't honor it. I find myself saying things to her like, sweetie, you made a deal. And when you do that, you always honor your promise. You do what you say you're going to do. And of course, most of us fall short of this uh, countless times over our lives. But I do think it's like a vital thing to pass on. Because when you think about it, it's sort of like the, the backbone of, of our society. You know, it, it's the, the building blocks of, of capitalism. I will willingly offer you this, whether it's my time or my money or my services, and then you, in response, will give me something that I need. And we both need to honor that agreement. And the sad thing, uh, when I think about adults, is how often people don't keep their word. Really, that's what it boils down to, is to keep your word. Uh, but it, it is sad how often adults don't do that, across the board. I even notice it right now, um, my wife and I moved into a home a few months ago, 
and it's like 30, 35 years old. So there's lots of little things that just need to be to be fixed up. And uh, to be frank, a lot of these things I just don't, I don't know how to do. And it is the hardest thing in the world to get somebody to do what they say they will do. You will call a company. You'll say, hey, I need to schedule uh, an estimate. Can we do it Monday at one o'clock? Sure. We'll be there Monday at one o'clock. So I set aside, I rearrange my day to see them at one o'clock. Nobody shows up. Nobody calls you. You never hear about it again. And it happens over and over. Uh, We needed some lawn work done. As another example, it took me four different companies to find one who would come out. It, it, It was blowing my mind where it's like, hey, I have a significant amount of money I want to offer you, and all you have to do is return the call and do what you say you're going to do. And it is, again, it blows my mind how difficult that is. So few companies that do a good job. I mean, I've been in this house for for a handful of months. I have not seen one flyer. Sometimes I think like if if I wasn't a programmer, I would just do that, but really, really well. And honestly, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if I if I might be a little happier if I did that. Programming's programming's a tough thing. It, it wears. Uh, we're kind of getting separated from the original idea, but but it, programming can wear on you a little bit. You feel that burnout coming, and again, that's often a sign. You just you need you need a vacation or you need a break. But I do hate that there is that element to it, uh, and maybe that element is is anything you do. But I, I do notice it with programming. Like I had it a few days ago where I sat down on my computer. And I was trying to, there was some new API thing with Stripe I was trying to figure out, and I'm just not in the mood. And it, it just felt like I have to learn this whole new thing and figure out how it works. And it, it, again, it just wears on you. Anyways, item one, the the importance of children and values. Okay, let's move on to the, the next topic. Uh, my friend Eric, who runs Laravel News, tweeted uh, just some, some screenshot of some old PHP code he came across and how he kind of misses it. And it was a, um, it was just a short little method on a class. I can't remember. It was something like get email domain. Um, and then it would just explode a string and then return what the domain, uh, what the domain is. It's not interesting. Oh, what is interesting is the fact that, or what he was, what he was pointing attention to was the fact that this method didn't have any visibility attached to it. Uh, it didn't say public before function. It just, it just stuck with the default. So even though it's a method on a class, it just starts with function get email domain. Uh, and instead, to designate uh, visibility or to designate private visibility, it begins with an underscore. And that was kind of the common way you would do it in old versions of PHP or even JavaScript. Um, well, you don't have to do it in JavaScript today, but if you want to, of course, you can still do it. Sort of has like a signal to whoever is using the code. Because this method begins with an underscore, it's private. It's really not for you. Call it if you want. You're an adult, but it's not for you. Stick with the public API. And anyways, he was talking about how he kind of misses that. And as I was looking at it, I was thinking kind of the same thing. I, I do hate that sometimes uh, in the PHP community, what we call progress, and maybe it is progress, but so often it, it, it also comes with a whole host of, of bloat and, and things that just kind of wear you down. Uh, I've talked about this before. I've been condemned about this before, but but nonetheless, it is something I think about. And and the visibility example for a class method is a good one because you have to think sometimes, why, why am I doing this? So when you set a method as protected or private, why am I doing this? And 
it all depends on the context. In some contexts, you know, if, if you're writing code that's going to be used by potentially millions of people, maybe you're building a, a, a library or even a big team, like you work at IBM or something, maybe there's a really good argument to be made for, for declaring, uh, declaring the visibility and uh, encapsulating things as much as, as you can. But, okay, can you make a good argument for code that only you will write? and only you will maintain. Nobody else is ever going to use it. So can you make a good argument for uh, enforcing visibility? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can. You know, I, I can be swayed on this one, but I'm not entirely sure that there's a massive amount of benefit to it uh, versus that underscore approach where if you begin a method with underscore, it sends the signal, this is private, but it doesn't come with the restrictions that the actual private method would. You can still call the method if you want. You can still mock the method if you need to. So it gives you all the freedom you want, along with a suggestion of, hey, I intend this to be kind of my own thing. Um, proceed, proceed at your own peril, because I may change this. So be careful of that. But you're an adult. And I find in, in the development community, it's, it does sort of come down to your sensibilities and how you think of things. And m much of this, I think, is dependent upon where you grew up and where you live and the people, the people who influence you. That all somehow trickles down to how you think about code. It's almost like a, um, like a freedom versus authoritarian uh, approach, how you think of things. So the authoritarian would be more of um, we need to protect developers. Uh, so we don't want them depending upon maybe this API or this method that, that I don't want them to manipulate because I may I need to have the flexibility to change it. So rather than just telling them be careful, uh, I'm going to I'm going to instruct them you are not allowed to do this. That's what I mean. It's kind of like an authoritarian uh, viewpoint, and I see it quite a bit in the programming community. And you know what? Maybe maybe that's better. Uh, no real no real judgment there, but I do see it. We have to steer developers in the right direction, or we have to protect them or keep them from doing things that will, will lead to what we call bad code. But on the flip side, you kind of have this, this freedom uh, approach, the, the, the more libertarian approach of, it's my life, it's my project. If I want to call that method, or if I want to mock that method, let me do it. I will decide. If I'm digging my own grave, fine. It's my body. I get to do what I want. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting when, when you think about kind of more traditionally political um, positions, but then how it kind of applies to to code and how or how it how it manifests itself in the code we write and whether we think we need to um, protect developers or keep them from doing things that will harm them versus um, embracing complete freedom. You can do anything you want. I'll give you a suggestion. You might not want to call this, but you do what you want. And I find personally, I lean more in that direction. But at the same time, I, I do appreciate. It's, a, it's an issue of context. Are you writing code for yourself? Are you writing code for an enterprise-level um, business? Are you writing library code? Um, depending upon those contexts, your answer might be different. All right, that, that's it for item number two. Number three, uh, developers and dealing with back pain. Developers and back pain. Uh, I, I dealt with this for a long time. And I do have some advice because I feel like I've cured it. I, I never have back pain anymore. When I genuinely went 10 years dealing with it, uh, so long to the point that I thought, and I would often say this uh, to my mom, who also suffers from it, it's just, 
it's just something our family has. It's in our genes. It's in our bones. We have, we have bad backs. I remember saying that to my wife. Uh, sometimes I'd go to work and, you know, just the, that natural hunched over angle you get. Uh, this is one benefit to a standing desk. But, but before I had one, there's a lot of leaning over, hunching over at your desk. You know, your hand uh, curled up under your chin as you're just trying to figure out why this dang thing doesn't work because it worked on the last page load and then you refresh. You didn't change anything and now it doesn't work. Uh, so there's a lot of hunching over. And uh, I, I, I went too long thinking, it's not my fault. It's just how it is. My family has back trouble. Uh, and I don't doubt that that's, that's probably true. But at the same time, if we don't absolve ourselves of responsibility, I, I might think, okay, I have my, my back hurts often. Um, it goes out often. That probably means my back is weak. Okay. If my back is weak, it's probably because I don't do anything to strengthen it. Is that true? Yes, that was true. It could also mean maybe I'm, I'm carrying more, more weight than my body is uh, kind of built for. Is that true? Yes, that's true. So if that's the case, I wonder if we can solve the problem, solve this back pain that, that affects so much of my career when I can't think about a piece of code because the whole time my back is killing me. Um, we, we need to fix it. So if those two things are true, maybe those are the first two steps. Strengthen your back and reduce your weight. And obviously easier said than done, but isn't it, isn't it amazing that once I tackled those two things, the back pain disappeared entirely. I have not complained about, you can ask my wife, I have not complained about my back even once in the last year and a half. Seriously, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to have something that looms over you all the time gone. And it wasn't anything magical that fixed it. It was basic steps that solved the problem. So if you have back issues as well, and you kind of took that, that same viewpoint as me, again, ask yourself those, those questions. Do you do anything at all to strengthen your back? Have you done much at all to, to figure out what your optimal weight is and work toward that? And if not, then doesn't it seem like a no-brainer that you would have back pain? And also on that note, if you got rid of it, would it make you a better developer? As a side effect, would it make you uh, more able to focus and ultimately earn more money? Yes. So these are basic things you can do to solve really big problems that, that affect your life. And it was as simple as, okay, I need to go on a diet. I, I did a whole episode on that. I took the calorie counting approach. And to this day, I'm astounded by how I didn't really focus on anything else, fiber or protein or whatever. I barely know what that stuff is. I just took a, a calorie threshold I wanted to stick to, 1,700 calories. And then as long as I stayed to that number or below, like clockwork every week, every week, a pound and a half to two pounds came off. It, it, it blows me away when I think of the number of books that have been written. And if you just count your calories and you stick to your word, going back to that first edit, you make a deal that you're going to stick to that calorie threshold and you're not going to go over it and you stick to it. And then it just flies off. The weight flies off. So that was step one for me was losing 30 pounds. Step two was really focusing on strengthening my back. And you can do that in a number of ways. But the easiest one, from my experience, is doing planks. It's one of those exercises that works so many different areas of your body. And if you don't know what a plank is, 
It's just that thing where um, imagine you're doing a push-up, but rather than going up, down, up, down, but you instead just rest your, um, you balance your arms on the ground, holding yourself up, and you rest that position. Start with maybe one minute. Set the clock on your phone, 60 seconds. Hold it for 60 seconds and see how you feel. Do you still have leftover? Then maybe go up to two minutes. It just depends on your size and your weight and, and your, your health level. Um, I think for many people, doing a minute will be really hard. <laughs> Stick with it. Do it every day, multiple times a day, and then build up. Now you're doing three minutes. Now you're doing four. And I think you will be amazed if you have back pain. Do it for six months. Do it every single day. If nothing else, you have to do your plank. Try to do like seven or eight minutes worth of a plank. If you can do it all in one go, that's you're, you're, in, great, you're in great shape. Uh, but otherwise, do two minutes and then take a break. And then do another two minutes. Get your core really strong. It's easy to do. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in your office, in your home. I'd recommend getting one of those rollout pads you get from a, a workout store. They're nice and thick, so you're, you're not putting your arms into like a carpet or a hardwood floor. That's not fun. But it's amazing. You just stick to it, and the problem is solved. It still blows me away uh, as I say it now. So again, if you are a developer, if you're anyone, and you suffer from back pain, there's, there might be a medical reason, of course. Maybe you have injuries, can't do anything about that. But otherwise, it might just be you need to lose a little bit of weight and you need to strengthen your back. And it's, it's simple, basic steps that anyone can do. You just have to follow them. Okay, item three. Item four, uh, and this will be the last one. So I'm working on kind of a fun little component with Adrian for, for Laracast. You know how in Sublime Text, or really anywhere, you can hit something like Command-P, and it brings up a command palette. I wanted that for Laracast. I thought that would be cool. Because at the moment, when you search the site, you, you press the search icon, and then it has like a little blue modal that slides down from the top. Pretty traditional. Uh, and, and we may still keep that, but I still like the idea of, well, can I just press Command-P directly at Laracast.com, and then it brings up a cool command palette where I can instantly... Uh, almost as if I'm searching through files, but instead you're searching through lessons. And then maybe uh, in this command palette, you'll have different tabs, whether you want to find things on um, the main site or on the forum, or maybe there's even shortcuts like go to my last watched lesson or visit my dashboard or things like that. Just an all-encompassing command P utility, but for the web rather than uh, as an app. So Adrian has the design work on that done. I have hope I might be able to knock it out this week, but uh, it just depends on on how time works out. But look forward to that. Uh, if if it's in May of 2019, you might just go to Laracast and press Command P, uh, and it might work, or it might I might scrap the whole thing. Who knows? Uh, that's just how it goes. All right, that's it uh, for me in the Laracast snippet. I will see you next time. Bye.